the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Welcome to that show. Has it been funny in years? An SNL podcast. I am your host, Nick DiGilio. I'm a podcaster, a comedy writer, and a performer, graduate of Second City, uh, a Saturday Night Live expert and historian. And each week, we will look back at everything SNL on this podcast the best, the worst, the good, the bad, the classic, the forgotten. We'll talk about full seasons and full casts, behind-the-scenes stories and episodes, sketches, SNL's historical significance, and much, much more. Sometimes I'll have guests, sometimes I won't, but with every episode, I'm going to prove that that tired cliche that you hear all the time, that show hasn't been funny in years, is absolutely wrong. And I do have a guest for this episode. Um, this episode, we are going to talk about the best female cast members in the history of SNL. Um, and this will be the first of many episodes dedicated to that topic because you can't cover all the great female cast members in the history of SNL in just one podcast. But the very first episode dedicated to the best female uh, cast members in SNL history, I couldn't think of a better person to have as my guest. My old friend, Amy, Amy Seeley, uh, who I worked with at the Factory Theater for many years. She was artistic director for a while. I was artistic director for a while. She directed me in shows. I directed her in shows. She wrote stuff for me. I wrote stuff for her. We acted together. We improvised together. She's one of my favorite people. She is a huge SNL fan and also one of the most talented, one of the funniest and most knowledgeable female voices in comedy. And there is no one that I could think of that would better be my guest, that would be a better guest than uh, Amy, to talk about the best female cast members in SNL history. Let me just give you a rundown, a little background on how great Amy Seeley is. She hails from Moline, Illinois. She's a certified comedy geek. I can certify that. She is a graduate of Players Workshop and The Second City, of which I am as well. She's a founding member of Chicago's Factory Theater, of which I have been a part. I was a part of for many years. She directed and created and starred in some of the Factory's biggest hits, including Abarama, Beaver Hunt, which I was in. Jailbait, Hooray, her critically acclaimed solo show, Amy Seeley and the Moline Madman, which is fantastic and actually played in rep with my play, The Vinyl Shop, uh, two of uh, the best shows in factory history, I think. Um, Amy has been uh, teaching sketch writing since 1996. She started with Players Workshop uh, teaching that and at Second City here in Chicago. She sold an original pilot to MTV, moved to L.A. in 2000. She spent over a decade teaching writing, improv, and directing to hundreds uh, to hundreds and directing hundreds of sketch shows at Second City LA. And in 2009, she launched her own comedy writing consulting business. She lives in LA and she is a sought after comedy writing consultant for creatives, screenwriters, team writers, uh, TV writers, and stand ups. Uh, she is one of the most talented people in the world. And you can learn more about Amy and you can learn how to write comedy. 
She does this. She'll help you out. She's amazing. Check out her website, Amy Seeley Creative, and that's S-E-E-L-E-Y, amyseelycreative.com, where you can learn how to sketch, uh, you can write comedy, and she's amazing. An incredibly well-versed uh, talent, an unbelievable female, strong comedy voice, and my old friend. I want to uh, welcome to the show to talk about the best female cast members in SNL history, my good friend, Amy Seeley. And welcome to the podcast, Amy Seeley. Hi, Amy. Hi, Nick DeGilio. How are you? <laughs> I'm fantastic. Thank you so much. I'm I'm honored to be here with you, my fellow SNL super fan, super geek. Yeah. Uh, it's weird. It's weird because we haven't spoken in a very, very long time. In and, a very, uh, very long time. But we have worked together extensively in the mm-hmm. 90s. Yep. Um, we owned the nineties. We, I mean, we did, didn't we? <laughs> I mentioned that in the, in the intro that, um, you know, that you were one of the founders of the factory theater of which I became mm-hmm. a member about a, I think a year or so after you guys opened. And then yeah, probably, probably uh, around 93, 94. Yeah. I got in there, there yeah. right around uh, when angry show we did angry, Mike and I did angry show. And then like mm-hmm. uh, once a live opened, I kind of snuck in. Uh, into the, I into did the... your makeup for bitches. I you taught you did. how to put on lady makeup. You did. The, fir- <laughs> the first night I went into bitches, I was the I was the I was the best looking woman in that show at that. You time. really were with your um, long hair. Yeah. Oh yeah, you were beautiful. Yeah. Everybody was jealous because I was one. You know, for the extended period that I ended up in the cast of bitches during the all the mm-hmm. runs of it, everybody was mad at me because I was the only one who didn't wear a wig. Yeah. Everybody was like, yeah, you the only one doesn't have to wear a wig. It was always fun was that um, when we were doing bitches, um, mm-hmm. and by the way, for people who might not know, this is something you co-wrote and co-directed with uh, Sean Abley. I just co-directed it. I, oh, co-directed. Uh, Sean is, okay. the, is, the, is the sole writer. Yeah, okay. yeah. Um, but it's all, it was, it was 13 female characters. Like, is it 13 or 13 men? 13. Mm-hmm. Men, but a bunch of different characters, uh, but they were yeah. all women. So we were all 13 men playing 13 female characters. Right. <laughs> And but the funny thing was like half the cast was straight and the, the uh, and the half the cast was gay, and mm-hmm. the straight guys were always done and playing Uno, uh, while the while the gay characters with the gay guys were always <laughs> getting ready. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like yeah. we play we played Uno. Yeah. Like we'd slap our makeup on, put the you know get, get ready, and and the gay guys would look fantastic and fabulous, and they would miss they would miss out on like a half an hour of Uno. So uh, that's that's oh like, yeah. the er- the early rehearsals the early uh, how to sit. Like a lady, how to move like a lady. <laughs> yeah. But I tell you, I tell you what, like, like the the moment I remember, the moment I said to the entire cast, "Think of a woman in your life that you love and respect, and embody her physically, embody mm. her gestures." And that was like, that was like the that magic secret sauce yeah. of that, was it. that cast and that and that like like yeah. And and it was such a beautiful then love letter to the women of of the lives in these men yeah and and yeah. and that's why i think yeah. bitches had that extra special layer bitches of was a great show bitches was a fantastic show i unfortunately came in as an understudy and i hate all women so it didn't work out for me <laughs> uh <laughs> so, anyway oh the um, irony of today's topic <laughs> <laughs> exactly and we are going to i couldn't think seriously uh, you know, like of all the topics that I've been talking about on this podcast, um, mm-hmm. you know, when the idea of talking about my favorite female cast members in the history of SNL popped into my mind, I was like, I have to call Amy um, oh, and, and I have to I'm have so Amy honored. on. 
Thank um, you, thank you, thank you. Before, and I'm, I'm all caught up. I'm, I've been listening. I'm all caught up on the episodes on your on your podcast episodes for SNL and for the SNL podcast. Thanks. Yeah, and I think the hardest part about listening to these episodes is I want to be Buzz Kilman and chime in. <laughs> <laughs> right. I understand. I understand. Well, you know, I'm glad that's why you're here because obviously the this Whoops. this this topic works out the best. I, I think for you now. Before we jump into our lists. And yes. explain explain them. Uh, how how did it be? How did SNL begin for you? Your relationship with SNL and your fandom mm-hmm. begin. Mm-hmm. My dad introduced us to SNL. My dad, my late dad, was an intense fan of all things comedy. Um, he loved stand up. He loved sketch. He introduced us to Monty Python and Dave Allen at large. And um, I remember there were ads for it. And he kept saying, this show is coming and we're going to watch it. And so I was, I was six years old watching the first episode. Mm-hmm. And I vividly remember it. I vividly remember we watched it every week. Um, I would, I had this, this whole system planned out because it was, it was in central time. It started at 1030, which still was live uh, from New York. Cause we were, we were, you know, just an hour early Yeah. and, um, I would fake sleeping. I would fake fall asleep on the couch and position myself in such a way that they couldn't, my parents couldn't see my face. And then they would watch SNL thinking that I was asleep and they didn't want, they just didn't want to carry me upstairs. They, I would hear my mom say, Oh, just leave her, leave her on the couch. We'll carry uh-huh. her up later. <laughs> they always fell asleep halfway through SNL. So I was wide awake. Then I would, I would, you know, look around, see that the grownups were asleep. And then I would sit up and I would watch the rest of the show holding, holding in my laughs. Um, and obviously there were things I didn't understand. I didn't understand the politics of the day, but I understood cheeseburger, cheeseburger, cheeseburger. I understood Roseanne, Rosanna, Dana. Um, the first laughs I ever remember getting from performing as a child, um, I was, in the back seat of my mom's car, she's with her hairdresser girlfriends. We're driving to a haircutting class in Peoria from Moline, and at, at one point in the drive, my mom said, "Amy, do that, do that Roseanne, Rosanna, Dana character that you like." And I was sitting in the back seat. I'm like six years old, seven years old, and I launch into near verbatim monologue of Roseanne, Rosanna, Dana, mm-hmm. and my yeah. my mom and her girlfriends are screaming, laughing. Yeah. And I've, I've watched it my whole life. I think I, I think I'm as much of a super fan as you. Yeah. Um, it was the reason I got a VCR when I lived in Chicago, because we were always performing on Saturday nights. So I would watch it on Sundays. Um, I, I have books on it. I read about it. I love it. I, I, I'm, you know, aware of the evolution of, of the Gene Domenian and Dick Ebersol and Lauren coming back and like, yeah. Yep. All the behind the scenes nuggets I've been just collecting my whole life. Um, yeah. And I use it as I've used SNL sketches as a teaching tool. I've, I love teaching sketch. I love teaching people that it's 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 a skill that you can learn. Um, and it's not it's not um, sketch writing is not uh, just for the elite um, Harvard, Yale people, right? Yeah, like right. sketch comedy is incredibly accessible for people from all walks of life. And I've taught it to people from all walks of life. And, and so, yeah, I have a, I have a, 
a big, big love for all things SNL and yeah. all things sketch. So and and clearly yeah. that that love of that type of comedy is what brought you from Moline to Chicago to study yeah. at at Players and at Second City, which I did as yeah. well. Yeah, um, totally. And totally. we had that in common, and then we had years in common of working at the factory, which uh, many of the folks at the factory came from the world of Second City and came from the love mm-hmm. of sketch comedy. And uh, yeah. and so there you go. Now, the, and I've always thought this, uh, and, I'm, and I'm serious, I, I've always thought that in every season, almost every season, the women have always been the strongest performers <laughs> on the show. Yeah. Um, I've always thought yeah. that. And, I, and I'm not just saying that because you're on with me. I'm just saying, yeah. I'm, I, yeah, here, man. Uh, I'm just saying, I'm saying that because I think it's true. I think that uh, every year, and this year is no exception, the women usually, oh, if they're not stronger, they to fucking dominate sometimes. And, yep. And, yep. and I feel that way. And this season is no exception. The, the women on this, on, in, in this current cast are amazing and, and are great. So uh, putting together a list of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Um, was was difficult. Now you 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 did a smart thing. I'm an idiot. You did a smart thing. <laughs> um, I asked I asked I asked uh, for people out there. I asked Amy for ten, like her, her top ten, and she sent me thirteen. And I was like, all right, that's cool. Um, <laughs> and you did it, you did it smart because you did it chronological by season. Yep. And and I did the I, did I the st- listen. I yeah. ain't ranking women. I'm not going to rank women. I got gotcha. you. <laughs> not I in 2023. Right. Okay. <laughs> Well, I'm a man, so I did. Uh, That's fine. <laughs> Respect. I, uh, I I rank them in order of how I love them. But again, this this list that I have could change. The ranking could change at any moment. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then, of course, yeah. I look at yeah. it and I go, wait a minute. What the fuck? Because like I was telling you before we started recording, like Vanessa Bear is not on this list. And I don't even understand how that happened. Like I don't. <laughs> And uh-huh. there are there are at least like eight eight to ten to twelve other women that aren't on this list that I would have loved to yeah. include it. So I did. I and narrowed every, it down. Every to one of those, every one of those women, if they were in the room right now, they would say, "Oh, that's okay. I yeah. understand." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, listen. Let's do this. Let's fly through our yeah. lists, and then we're going to talk about each one of them. And uh, um, and coincidentally, we ended up with ten in common. So we do have a top ten list. I love that. Yep. So we have ten it. in common. Three were on your list that weren't on my list. Three were on my list that weren't on your list. And we will talk about them as well. But why don't you go down your list again? This is Amy's list in chronological order uh, by season. Mm-hmm. So uh, let's hear Amy's top ten list. Okay. Sorry, thirteen. Thirteen. Uh, my top thirteen. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So in the seventies, we have um, Jane Curtin. Gilda Radner and Lorraine Newman. In the 80s, we have Jan Hooks and Nora Dunn. And 90s, we have Molly Shannon and Tina Fey. And then in the 2000s, Maya Rudolph, Amy Poehler, Kristen Wiig. And then 2010 to now, Kate McKinnon, Cecily Strong and Ego Odom. Right. So, uh, so that's a great. Now, and I, I have thirteen, but I did kind of put them in order of how I like them, which, of course, like I said, would change at any given minute. But my list yeah. is Molly Shannon, Kristen Wiig, Gilda Radner, Kate McKinnon, Jan Hooks, Sherry O'Terry, Tina Fey, Lorraine Newman, Amy Poehler, Maya Rudolph, Anna Gasteyer, Rachel Dratch, and Jane Curtin. Oh. all great. Yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah. we have ten in common and six <clears throat> that we don't that we that weren't in common. And we'll, we'll let's just here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to play a clip. Mm-hmm. I'll I'll say who it is. We'll play a clip, <laughs> and then we'll talk. And then we will talk about the ladies. And, and then we'll, we'll discuss. 
then we will discuss. So the <laughs> yes, first one we're going to talk about is uh, one that's on your, is a woman that's on your list that was not on mm-hmm. my list, although I love her, and that's Nora Dunn. Mm-hmm. Um, so let me play a quick clip of Nora Dunn. This is from the Pat Stevens Show, and we will talk oh, about Nora God. Dunn. Here we go. Everybody, hello. Welcome to the Pat Stevens Show. I'm Pat Stevens. Once again, you found me doing my favorite thing, reading a good book. And, of <laughs> course, it's Vogue. And I've selected it from my very own Vogue library. You notice this one is a little thinner, just to show that Vogue comes in all shapes and sizes. You know, I am going to emphasize two things to you once again. Keep the knees in a locked position and read a book. So there, that's Norton. Oh, my God. Doing Pat Stevens. Um, the Pat Stevens Show with Pat your Stevens. host, Pat Stevens. That's right. Um, and, uh, so she was a model turned talk show host, that character. Um, yeah. tell, tell me about what it is you, you, that you like about Nora Dunn. We'll talk about uh, some of the stuff you did. Um, she had this intense, grounded focus. She was kind of severe in her look and her demeanor. And that stood out to me as somebody who has really done the homework. She's done the work. She's read the brief. Her characters were always so solid. And I loved how she really had a contrasting energy from Jan and Victoria Jackson. There was, there was like, um, there was a sharpness to her severity to her that, that I was always drawn to. And then she would do over the top characters. And I would think, Oh, like, oh my God, she's she's really going nuts with this. Yeah, and that was really fun to watch her, um, to watch her play opposite her her typical energy. But it was it was her sharp, focused, solid, solid on camera, solid on blocking, just like a very almost like Jane Curtin, like an incredibly prepared performer. Yeah. She, you know, it's funny that you mentioned because she reminds me of Jane Curtin. Uh, yeah. if, if I were yeah. to like compare, I don't want to compare, but she does kind of remind me of Jane Curtin. So, and, and I've always loved her. And, and by the way, she spent a significant amount of time. I think she's still got a place here in Chicago. And I, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. I saw her, I saw her on the streets all the time, uh, here. <laughs> I don't know oh, what God. she was doing on the streets, but I did see her. Um, but some of the other, uh, the quick ones, like she was one of the Sweeney sisters with her, um, and she the great was Liz books. Sweeney. Liz Sweeney. <laughs> uh, loved her doing that. She was Wayne's mm-hmm. mom. On the, oh my on, God! On, yeah, on, uh, on uh, Wayne's World, and some of the other impressions that she did. I'm looking at this list of impressions she did: Ann Landers, uh, mm-hmm. Imelda Marcos, Liza Minnelli, Tyne Daly. Uh, <laughs> she did. She, she did Joan Baez, Brigitte Nielsen, Betty Davis, Catherine Deneuve, Donna Rice. Wow, want to talk about wow. time? The, uh, capturing a time. Yeah, um, yeah. Peggy Lee, Shelley Duvall, and she did Marilyn Quayle as well. Oh, um, God. So lots of lots of stuff. Do you there. remember the sketch "Make Joan Baez Laugh"? <laughs> yes, I do. The game show. <laughs> it was wow. It was, a, it, was uh, it was instead of "Make Me Laugh," it was "Make Joan yeah. Baez Laugh," and it's Nora as Joan Baez, and the comics are trying to take and trying to get her to break. I completely like, forgot that just, until you until you. Reminded I don't know. Me. I I don't know how it could laugh at a time when so many children are going to bed hungry. <laughs> right. Oh man! All right, Nora Dunn. Uh, oh. is, uh, we love her. Okay, so the next uh, one that's on your list that wasn't on my list is a mm-hmm. uh, one who just a, a woman who just left this season. Uh, her oh, her yeah. last show was the Christmas show. Um, and the clip I'm going to play, Amy, is uh, is a clip. Uh, this is Cecily Strong, by the way. Um, and the clip I'm going to play is not only my favorite thing that uh, Cecily Strong ever did on the show, which is saying a lot, yeah. considering how fucking amazing she is. 
Um, but this is one of my favorite things that anybody has ever done on SNL. And this is um, her appearance on Update as Goober yep. the Clown. Uh, yep. So this is Cecily Strong. Here's some helium. Okay, Colin, here's my truth. I know I wouldn't be a clown on TV here today if it weren't for the abortion I had the day before my 23rd birthday. Clowns have been helping each other end their pregnancies since the caves. It's going to happen, so it ought to be safe, legal, and accessible. We will not go back to the alley. I mean, the last thing anyone wants is a bunch of dead clowns in a dark alley. Goober the clown, everyone. Yeah, better disable comments from this one. Right. Um, I, I, the first time I saw that, I uh, mm-hmm. was in tears. Uh, yep, me and too, just man. Completely too. fucking blown away by it. And the, the honesty of it, the brave the braveness, the, and also how goddamn funny it was. And the thing, one of the things that I took away from it was that goddamn horn didn't work. And, um, and and that kind of like pushed it over the, you know what I mean? It kind of pushed Mm -hmm. it over the edge. Like the fucking horn didn't work. And I was like, I, at first I was like, son of a bitch, but then somehow that made sense. Like within what, what she was doing somehow that made sense. Um, I mean, obviously that, you know, I mean, that is one of the greatest things that has ever been on SNL in my opinion. So, um, and, and it speaks to also so many, uh, obviously to the women of the world, um, the women in the United States, the women, the women in comedy who, who have something like that from their, it, from their life experience that the men in the room can't relate to. Um, and, and for her to unburden herself, for her to be so raw and so yep. open and so fucking vulnerable. Yep. I was a mess, and then I and then I watched it twenty seven more times. Yeah, me too. Shared it and praised her for <laughs> it. It was incredibly, so smart, so satirical, so meaningful, and and yeah, I just yeah yeah. Uh, and, that, and then that she, was a she, high point for oh, Cecily without as question, an artist. without question. Mm-hmm. And also, she did she did it again as a trucker too. Um, oh my god! Uh, yeah, which was trucker. also great. The trucker was great too. <laughs> but uh, but like uh, like her, her the stuff that she did on that she's one of the best ever. Um, uh, multi talented. Obviously, she mm-hmm. was away for a while. I mean, she was doing uh, the Lily Tomlin, uh, yeah. one woman show. Uh, <clears throat> you know, which is not a an newly, easy task. A newly updated version from uh, Jane Wagner. Right. So it was yeah. it was a, a newly updated version that Cecily was performing. Um, yeah. Yeah. And. I, um, I, uh, and, and I would have killed to have seen it. I, uh, I it would have been uh-huh. fantastic to have seen. But like some of the other stuff that she's done on the on the on the show, uh, Gemma, the uh, the British uh, oh. woman uh, whose oh. boyfriends ranged from The Rock yeah. to uh, other people. There was also one of the greatest uh, update characters. She did a lot of great update stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the the girl that you wish you hadn't started a conversation with at a party. It's a tragedy. <laughs> yes, yeah. uh, there is the one-dimensional oh, female character from a male-driven uh, comedy, which was fantastic. Kathy mm-hmm. um, Kathy Ann. Kathy Ann. There mm-hmm. is uh, Lori, the science room kid, who's just more recently, now she's not on the show anymore, but that character uh her along with mikey day uh, yes doing, doing that yes oh, she's unbelievably <laughs> with, funny with a mouthful of braces <laughs> yep the mouthful yeah. of braces and the and yeah. the weird faces that she's making uh the her and vanessa bear um and uh oh is it kate mckinnon is the x the ex porn stars who are now models yeah um that's Swarovski. also another one yes yeah, Roski. Yeah. yeah and um and that's great and then you know, like obviously some of the some of the um, impressions that she did, like I mean, her her Jeanine Pirro is unbelievable. 
Callan. Yeah. 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 So, so, uh, yeah. So she, and I feel, I feel bad that I didn't include her because I think she's one of the most important, uh, members, uh, female cast members in the history of the show. I just, think she also, great. she also, she also, <clears throat> excuse me. In addition to everything you just said, I think she, she absolutely, she is a, a, I'm sure she's a trained vocalist. I'm sure yeah, she's a trained she singer. Has has she has be. perfect pitch. Her yeah. impressions are impeccable. They're flawless. And she can sing. Yeah. There are some there have been musical numbers where where some people could you can see them getting just a tiny bit lost. And since Cecily is always right on, yeah. she knows the lyrics, she knows what's happening. And she, and that's no easy thing to do. And she yeah. also, um, um, she's fluent in French for crying out loud. <laughs> and she's in that's, uh, uh, the, the, with the, God damn it. The musical with, um, uh, Keegan, Michael Key. Oh, uh, Schmigamadoon. Yeah. Schmigamadoon. Yeah, which is, yeah, she's yeah. great in that too. Uh, so yeah, Cecily Strong. All right. Uh, next on your list, who wasn't on my list, who I also love is, uh, Ega Wodum, who continues to be on the highlight reel every week. <laughs> like, yep. Every fucking yep. week when it shows over, I'm like, if I'm making an MVP list, Ego's usually on it. There she is. Yep. Uh, so here is another update segment. Uh, those oh, are fun. To, those are easy to pull when you're when uh -huh. just to, you know, to play a clip of just someone. Yeah. Uh, this is this is Pauline, the weary mother who just took her kids to um, <laughs> yes. Disney World, to Disneyland. Yes. Uh, so, yeah. Right, well, uh, what did your kids think about being back at the park? Why does everything have to be about the kids? <laughs> I used to be a little sexual thing, Michael. I did. You know, men used to buy me appetizers, multiple appetizers. <laughs> I was somebody. Now I'm dragging babies from Jungle Cruise to Sleeping Beauty's castle. Sleeping Beauty. Why is that hussy so tired? She don't have kids. You know, I, I could be pretty too, but I sleep on my feet like a horse. <laughs> Representing all mothers yeah. everywhere. Yeah. So what is it about, uh, about Ego that you think is, uh, is special? Um, Again, she and I know I've said this said this about Nora and said this about Cecily. She is grounded. She is prepared. Um, she brings so much, so much natural character energy to everything that she's doing. You get a sense that her whole family, her whole life is coming on stage with her through her characters, through her character choices, even the look of the characters. Yeah. Um. Her. Her, that recent Lisa from Temecula. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. First of all, I did a quick search of it because yesterday I checked Lisa from Temecula. I, just, I was just curious about how many views it had. As of yesterday, Lisa from Temecula, that sketch has had 3.7 million views. <laughs> well, I'm probably 1 million of I was going to say, me too. I, I, I think I make up about a million of them too. Uh, oh, yeah. Antonio, ben, uh, Antonio Banderas here is trying to get some oh. I, I don't even, and the whole steak thing and everybody the losing it. I mean, thing. oh my God. And the God. picture of sangria just yeah. on its own path, its own just, flight path on the yeah. table. Um, and I mean, you know, uh, that's just indicative of the kind of great stuff. She, and she stayed, you know, I mean, she mm -hmm. was one of the few people that didn't completely lose shit. Like mm -hmm. Bowen Bo Yang was gone during exactly. that, like. He was gone. At one point, he's like gesturing to the director, going, "Can we just yeah. please stop please. this? End this, end this hell for me." <laughs> um, some of the other great stuff that she does, like in terms of like uh, impressions that she does. I mean, Jesus okay. Christ, her Dion, her Dion Warwick. Oh. I, you know, I and don't then even... it, and then it, it captured, it captured 
what was happening on Twitter just flawlessly, just <laughs> yeah. beautifully. Yeah. Like, it, it, you know, I'm not on Twitter, but but I yeah. I I understand what's happening on Twitter via Facebook and via just you know osmosis. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And and my husband, my husband Mike Ross, whom I love, and is the funniest person I've I've ever been married to. Um, he said, do you, do you know what's going on on Twitter? And I, and I said, I said, you mean Dionne Warwick? <laughs> and then, and then I swear five minutes later, after, after we had that conversation, like that very night, which was five minutes later, there's the sketch. It's the Dionne Warwick show. Yeah. Oh my yeah. God. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> okay. I don't know who you are. You can, you can go now. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. She, she is, she is, and she's so great in videos. She's so great in, um, in commercial, in the commercial parodies that they do. She is just, and she, you, she is, you, you know, there, there's, there's, there's not, a, I think not a lot of credit given to these comedy performers for how, how incredibly talented they are at acting acting yeah. characters truth honesty integrity like all that stuff and she's an incredible actor yeah yeah i agree and it's also one of the things the sense that i get is that um you know because i follow a lot of these ladies on the instagram and on the facebook and oh I, I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah i'm not on twitter that much but um but be like she and 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 heidi gardner and chloe oh. Feynman oh. And, and sarah squirm <laughs> uh, and oh. sarah, they, they they're all great and they they are all buddies and they yep. root for each other. Like you can see, like yep. if they if someone kills on the show and maybe they didn't have a lot to do, they will mm-hmm. they will post all that shit. You know, and say, hey, did yep. you see did you see what Ego did or did you see what Heidi yep. did? Um, yeah, and that's and, everything. Uh, that's everything yeah. that they are yeah. that we can see, and that energy that taking care of each other energy that connectedness yep. that they have. Yep, that translates through the the camera in the studio to my eyeballs through my television, yep. like. Yep. That translates. It translates especially to the younger audiences, the people yeah. that are tweens and teens and in college that are right. that are you know maybe not watching it live, but definitely watching it online. And they're they're seeing that they're yeah. they're they are yep. ins- truly inspired by that. that you can energy see it too. Of world, we're gals or we're non-binary or whatever, and we're taking care of each other. And yeah. it's so yep. important. Yeah, and, and it, it translates. It, it helps. It helps too. All right. Okay. Yep. So those are the three that were not on on my list, which of course is ridiculous that they weren't because they're all great. <laughs> and here are you the three. are ridiculous, I my am. friend. I am. So how very uh, dare you? <laughs> here's here's uh, the three that were on my list that weren't on your list, and let's start mm-hmm. with, with uh, Sherry O'Terry. Um, yes. Uh, who I just adore, and this is Sherry O'Terry, again on update. Um, but this character was not only restricted to update; she mm-hmm. did some sketches as well. But this is. Colette Reardon, she enjoyed prescription drugs. So this is uh, uh, yes. oh, Yeah, the furanol, it's a kick-ass combo of analgesics and barbiturates, Carl. Prescribed to me by my psychopharmacologist, Dr. Dominic Aku. <laughs> good kid, good kid, Aku. <laughs> well, now, for example, Carl, okay, when I get a headache, all right, I just knock back some of the Furies along with the Baker's dozen of the Percocet, you know, just to make pain my bitch. Right. So that's that's Sherry O'Terry. God damn it. And I love that character um, a lot. And uh, mm-hmm. and she was she. I loved her. For, she she uh, not only was like had, had had a wonderful has a wonderfully expressive face and did a lot of great stuff with it and yeah. created a lot yeah. of very 
unusual characters, but I happen to be, as you know, a huge fan of physical comedy. And yeah. she kills at physical comedy. Uh, anytime, she does. Anytime that she and Catan were together, like when they did the, the characters that, you know, uh, the lusty couple. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. When they, yeah. They, they, yeah. They, those characters were great. <laughs> um, they were they were unbelievable. Um, I mean, obviously, she was her and her and Will Ferrell. She was Ariana and the and the, the of the Spartan cheerleaders. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, so many great characters that you know that she that she did. Uh, she was Simma Down now. She was Nadine, the woman who did the you know who, whose catchphrase was Simma Down now. Yep, Simma Down now. Yep, and uh, <laughs> she she. She was the office worker, Adele, who was like always being sexual, inappropriately sexual with everyone. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, you know, like some of the some of the stuff that, you know, that she did on the show. Now, for instance, you know, when Barbara Walters passed away on New Year's yeah. Eve, when Barbara Walters passed away, everybody talked about and posted uh, Gilda Radner. Mm-hmm. Um, and that makes sense. That makes sense. The of thing course. is, though, Baba Wawa was based on Barbara Walters, but really wasn't an impression. Yeah. The the person who did the fucking killer impression of Barbara Walters was Sherry O'Terry. Yeah. Um and she did I mean she did like her her Debbie Reynolds where with oh, uh, yeah. Molly Shannon playing Ann Miller when they would do leg yeah. up. I mean yeah. my god. So yeah. Sherry O'Terry one of my favorites. You you, you yeah. I'm, I know that you that you enjoy the Sherry O'Terry as well. I do and I re- I remember vividly that first time that she did Barbara Walters. And I thought, oh my God, this is this is Barbara Walters right now. Yeah, like the yeah. the the weird weird inflections that she has, and her her very kind of peculiar cadence, um, and just the rhythm of her speech, and 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 Sherry, I think nailed it. She she nailed the Barbara Walters up right now. Yeah, um, and she did. even Gilda knew that she wasn't really doing. Oh no, yeah, a, an, an impression yeah, of yeah, Barbara yeah. as much as she was just like you know grabbing the things that that we knew about her at the time. But yeah, um, yeah her, her her lengthy introductions that was always the thing with right. any Barbara <laughs> right. Walters right. celebrity right. interview. Here's here's a lengthy amount of copy for a Barbara Streisand interview. And we don't need a lengthy amount of copy because we already know no. she's Barbara Streisand. She's Barbara Streisand. We don't need a 15-minute intro. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and I thought okay. Sherry just captured that oh. beautifully. And I also loved her, the the neighbor lady that keeps every ball oh, that yeah. in her yard. That, oh, you know oh what? You know what? This yours? Yeah. This your ball? You know what? Yeah. I'm keeping it. It's mine yeah. now. It's yeah. mine now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that was uh, Rita Del Vecchio was the, uh, was that Thank character. Thank you. Rita. That was her uh, audition one of yeah. pieces. Yeah. She's yeah, she's she's great. Okay. Uh my next one that's that's on my list is uh Anna Gasteyer. Um uh, who, by the way, are you watching American Auto? No, I have oh, not oh, seen it. Amy, you have to. It's <laughs> it is you have to because it is seriously, it is the role that I've been waiting Anna Gasteyer to have. Oh, she, it good, is good, it good. is the it is the role of her of, you know, up at this up mm-hmm. until this point like her career. It's her show. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's a supporting she character on it, but she's overly, overly confident yet incompetent <laughs> well, leader. Yes, yes, but she's running. <laughs> she's what she's I gleaned run- from the she's, commercials. She's running a corrupt auto company, and she's trying to cover everything oh. up. It's fa- it's she's oh fantastic. great. So, but I have a clip here from a character that really never took off, and I don't even know if they did more than one sketch. Oh. But this is uh, uh-huh. I, maybe they did more than one sketch. But I remember one, and I dug this up, and that's passive aggressive Pam. Um, mm-hmm. This is mm-hmm. Anna Gaston. How's it going, Pam? Oh, fine. You know, I want to work in this department. Every time I'm in here, you're on break. 
Hey, Ken, by the way, good job on that report. It was actually really useful. Hooray for you. Thank you. No problem. <laughs> so, Lana, how's it been going so far? Oh, great. Everyone's been really nice. Yeah, they put on quite a show. <laughs> Say, that's really a cute outfit. You know, I wish I could pull off that funky thrift store look. Mm. Thanks. Hey, remind me to tell you about the dress code, okay? It, okay, so that's that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's passive aggressive Pam, oh, um, which is a character I she, love. Yep, that that person is in every workplace situation. And no question about it. Um, and uh, you know, I loved uh, uh, Anna Gastar's character work, her stuff. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, the uh, the Bobby Mullen delicious, uh, uh, delicious dish, uh, and uh, and uh, <sighs> she was the host. Uh, God, I can't remember the, her name, but she hosted whenever. Uh, Molly Shannon played the uh, joyologist. She was the yeah, host of yeah. that show. Um, yeah. And she was always and she like, would always, she would always say something like, I'm trying bangs today. Yeah. And also like, she's on, <laughs> she's on, she's on antidepressants and stuff like the whole, yeah. the whole, yeah. so her like backstory was always like, she was just this close of being like losing it and just drinking. Like that was yeah. her whole backstory. Um, and then like uh, Bobby Mohan Culp, which she would do with uh, uh, Farrell, with Will Farrell was, you know, the, the oh. musical, the musical stuff that they would do in the high schools and all that shit was so Sidebar, fun. she yeah. is, when she plays that character, she's wearing Jan Hook's dress. Is she really? That, I didn't that, know like, that. Yeah, like brown and blue diagonal striped polyester dress. Yeah. That's a, that is a dress that Jan wore in a couple different um Oh. Game show sketches where she played just you know a regular a regular oh. person as a contestant on a show. I didn't know Isn't that. that lovely? That's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. That makes me feel really good. All over. Anyway, Anna Gaston. Uh, I, I, I know I, that Anna is a um, she's a Northwestern grad. Is she? Yeah. No, she yeah. is. Yeah. 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 So and, she's and she's yeah. She's yeah. She is super solid. I I her Martha Stewart. I know. Holy crap! I think yeah. I think probably. She was the first one to kind of officially do a Martha Stewart, and it was yeah. absolutely flawless. Yeah, and and I think it's yeah. the I think it's really like the gold standard. Like nobody needs to do Martha Stewart anymore because I Anna did it. I agree. Yeah. Okay. Uh, next one on my list that was not on your list is Rachel Dratch, who um, oh, I actually uh, I actually worked with uh, when I had a I had a class with her um, when I took uh, just. I did like a six week thing after I graduated, after I was done with all that stuff. Mm -hmm. But M Marty DeMatt was uh, teaching a class and I just went back me and, and in fact, uh, 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 Mike Meredith and Steve Walker all oh. went back and we took a class together, the three of us and Marty was the teacher and, uh -huh. and uh, Rachel came in uh, I think three or four times. She didn't stay the whole time. She, she came in three or four times. So I've actually uh -huh. improvised. I got to improvise with Rachel a few times, oh. which was fun. Um, and wonderful. it was it was great to see her. I knew her from from here, and it was great to see her actually mm -hmm. do well. So the clip I'm going to play. All right. So all right, I'm just going to play. So here, <laughs> okay. here, we, okay. here we go. That costume on, he's probably in the early stages of heat stroke. Keeps up, we'll all be 
thing ever she okay. can't even she can't, can't even take in oxygen was, to say the line so that's that's debbie downer which that was the first oh. time they ever did that character what that, sketch. that sounds yeah. like it was the seventh time it was the first based time. on the reaction and, oh my and, god that was the first one. Oh the my first god. one they ever did it was with Lindsay lohan and they were at disney world and um uh-huh. during dress as they were wont to do horatio mm-hmm. sands and jimmy fallon kept fucking laughing and they were breaking yep and Rachel Dratch said to them after dress, you assholes, you had better not fucking break, you know, because this is like this was a character that she wanted to you know, become a regular thing. And it did. Event, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. obviously she mm-hmm. did it repeatedly, but yeah. like she was pissed because like Fallon and, you know, and Sands, who broke all the time, that was their thing. Yep. Um, uh, she was like telling him, don't break. And the first person that breaks during that sketch <laughs> is her. And she it's can't, Rachel. she cannot get it back together the no. entire sketch. <laughs> and, um, and it's, it's kind of unfair to play that sketch to represent the character. Cause when the character worked, when there wasn't breaking mm-hmm. and le- it, it was a brilliant idea. And, and, mm-hmm. uh, and she, and, and, uh, and I just loved Rachel. Rachel was one of the, Rachel's one of those characters, uh, one of those, uh, great, female characters that what doesn't give a fuck what she looks like that doesn't yep. care about anything that that yep. was like if it's funny I'll do it if it's weird I'll do it if I look ugly like if I have a baby arm sticking out of the top of my head oh, and God. I have and I drool all over the place I'll do it I don't care um mm-hmm. and I have a I have a tendency to like the physical and the fearless and I, I and I yep. find Rachel Dratch to be just that I I love yep. her and and you know, somebody, the other one, the, 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 the lovers, um, oh, God. characters with yeah. her and Will Ferrell in the hot tub, that's based on a teacher she had at, at Columbia. Um, mm-hmm. and, and so, I mean, she obviously spent time here in Chicago, went to Columbia and yeah. did Second City here and all that stuff. So, yeah. but yeah, I, I'm a huge, huge fan of Rachel Dresch. I was in class with Rachel at uh, IO Chicago. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were in, we were in class, we were in Del Close's class together. Ah, and there you go. And it was back in the days when there were two teams at, <laughs> at I.O. Chicago. Yeah. Um, as opposed to legions of right. teams. <laughs> right. That it right. became. There were two teams and you were either on the really strong one or the not so strong one. Um, and watching her perform live, watching her improvise live in front of an audience is is was an absolute treat, an absolute joy. And the thing I think I... I appreciate most about Rachel Dratch is that she is a kind hearted person. She yeah. is, she is an absolute genuine sweetheart. We have a million friends in common. So I'm friends with her on Facebook and, and, you know, she was in a Broadway show yeah. a legit Broadway show recently. And, and I just, I get so, I'm so happy for her when I see her in big things. Me you know, too. I just, I, I just want like, okay. A world of success for Rachel Dratch. And, yeah, me too. And that was a that was a really big deal because when Rachel was cast, that was for me kind of the beginning wave of, oh, people that are my peers. Yep. People that are my age. I mean, yep. she's just a hint older than me. Um, yeah. 
but there that was the beginning of like when it was Rachel and then later um Tina and Amy that was the beginning for me of oh people people of my age and my generation are now on Saturday night live right and yeah. and that was that was i think it it for me it, it was never ever i i never had envy for them um it was it was always i'm cheering the loudest for them yep. because yep. i understand we all understand the, the all the stuff they went through to get to that moment where they're live from New York on Saturday and Saturday yeah. night, and and yeah. that is, and it's a big deal to get there, um, and then and to get it and hold it and maintain it and grow and evolve and become iconic in it, like yeah, they're. Yeah. They're major. They're Hall of Famers. These women are Hall of Famers. Yep, no question about it. And I also uh, am forever pissed off at the suits at, at, at NBC um, for um, telling exactly yep, telling Tina yep. Tina Fey that yep. she couldn't have Rachel Dratch, uh, you yep. know, because she wasn't good looking enough. And that's why they got nothing. Nothing against Jane Krakowski because she's fucking great. But but it was supposed to be Rachel Dratch. And then so Tina Fey, of course, put her like in the first season, like 12 different episodes of the first season uh-huh. where, where she, of course, played weird ass characters, yeah. uh, which was fine. But you that pissed me off. That, cause you she, don't she, want Rachel Dratch. Now you yeah. just can't get rid of Rachel. Dratch. Right. That's exactly right. <laughs> exactly right. So, mm-hmm. OK, mm-hmm. now we'll move to the 10 that we have in common. So, yes. Um, and uh, Gilda I, was Gilda was the first cast member cast for the show. Yes. Yes. By the yes. by. Yes. Yes. Uh, th- yes. But go yes. ahead. I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to stomp all over you. No. Go that's ahead. cool. So we'll go. We'll go. We'll go with Gilda Radner, um, and uh, we'll talk about how much we love Gilda Radner, which of course is just. I mean, that just goes without saying, doesn't it? Uh. Yeah, because that that's 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 its own episode. Yeah. How much we love Gilda. Yeah. So anyway, here's a here's a clip, and I mean, obviously, you you probably know this one word for word. I'm Mr. Richard from Fort Lee, New Jersey, writes in and says, Dear Rosanna, Rosanna Dana, last Thursday, I quit smoking. Now, I'm depressed, I gained weight, my face broke out, I'm nauseous, I'm constipated, my feet swelled, my gums are bleeding, my sinuses are clogged, I got heartburn, I'm cranky, and I have gas. What should I do? Mr. Fader, you sound like a real attractive guy. You belong in New Jersey. So there's that's Gilda as Roseanne, Rosanna Dana. There's um, a jab at New Jersey. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that, of course, where she would go on that that uh, particular monologue. She would go on to talk about like being in a in a gym watching other people be naked and then describe the weird belly buttons and all the other mm-hmm. weird stuff. Um, hey, Dr. Joyce Brothers. Knock that sweat ball off your nose. What are you trying to do? <laughs> yeah. I don't even want to do the voice. I don't even, because yeah. she's right. She's right there with us. I don't need to yeah. do the voice, but. So, oh, uh, Gilda Radner, uh, you know, most uh, people, if you were going to rank uh, their favorite uh, female cast members ever in the history of SNL, uh, I think the majority mm-hmm. of people would uh, would say Gilda Radner. Uh, I know not yeah. just one person. I know two people who named their babies, uh, their, their, their little girls, Gilda. Oh. Um, we, and we and I know that person. I know who you're of whom. <laughs> yeah, speak. Well, it yeah. was a fa- it was a factory, yeah. uh, you know, a emeritus uh, factory member mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. is one of them, and another one is a is a person who did comedy not with the factory, but did comedy and named her daughter uh, Gilda as well. Um, so, yeah. I mean, what can you say about Gilda Radner other than that, like first person hired? Um, you know, when when you say female cast member, I believe this is the quintessential woman that everybody goes to. Would you not? Would you agree? I absolutely agree. And 
there is a there is a sparkly shining light inside of her that is present the moment the moment you lay eyes on her yeah. when she's on that show every every episode everything she did every character i think she was she was made of rubber i don't think she had a skeleton um her her and the, the thing about like you mentioned about this <laughs> this this like joy of like when you see her she just lights up like mm-hmm. um uh on the um mm-hmm. uh, uh, uh the last episode of this podcast i talked about the uh snl official snl movies and I played a clip from Guild Alive, which I did not include in the, the official oh, SNL movies. And I played Let's Talk Dirty to the Animals. And that's the opening number of the show. And, like, when she walks out, yeah. just the moment she walks out, and she's just wearing suspenders and, you know, or, or overalls. And she walks yeah. out. And, and as soon as you see her, you're like, God damn it, I love her. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. and there was just some. And then, like, just this, you know, the stuff that she did. We mentioned Baba Wawa. Candy mm-hmm. Slice. Uh, oh, you know, my God. What can you say? hair unbelievable um you had emily latella you had uh uh jenny rock judy judy miller which is maybe the best my favorite oh character my that she did where she actually like bruised like broke a rib bouncing off the uh-huh. wall during one during uh-huh. one scene uh lisa lupner which goes without saying roseanne rosanna dana so many of the characters and then some of the impressions that she did as well um mm-hmm. just i mean landmark stuff it doesn't get better than that when when um when I talk about Gilda when I'm when I'm teaching sketch writing, and I talk about Gilda, I encourage my students to watch some classic clips from I Love Lucy, because yeah. you can see that you can see the direct link between Lucy Ricardo and and Gilda, and you know Gilda obviously spoke about that 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 was a, a comedy inspiration for her, um, and then when you go one step back from Lucille Ball to Harper Marx and Buster Keaton, you can see them in Gilda. So, so, so this like genealogy from those those comedy silent movie comedy masters to to Gilda is is present in how she performs. And yeah. and she's just yeah, absolutely, absolutely magnetic. I I I want her to be here. You know, yeah. I don't I don't want her to to be gone. I yeah. want her to be here forever. Um, I'm with you. And, and yeah. so thankful for it. Vidya. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So she's, she's great. Let's, let's, let's go to another, uh, this, yes. this, if I had to choose, this is my favorite female cast member of all time. Um, and I think, you know, where we're going with this. So mm-hmm. uh, let's, let's listen to this. <gasps> yes. Am I in the black angels now? Ha <laughs> 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 Queer. Yeah. You ain't never gonna be a black angel. Yeah, dream on, headband. How do you like that, B.O.? Well, my feelings would be best expressed in a monologue from the made-for-TV movie Long Island Lolita, <laughs> the Amy Fisher story. <laughs> and in this monologue, I will be playing the part of the victimized yet resilient Miss Mary Jo Buttafuoco. You think you're tough, huh? <laughs> you think, you think, you think that I'm afraid of you, little Amy Fisher? Is that what you think, huh? Huh? You think I'm just, you think I'm just like a, a little housewife or something? Is that what you think? Huh? We'll take a good long look again, because you just stepped into hell, baby! <laughs> I dare you to step on this porch again, because if you do, I will kick your slutty little ass across this town, you little hower! 
Go ahead, shoot me in the head again. I dare ya. I dare ya. I dare ya. Because if I spot your fat little pig's face on my property again, I swear to God, I'll take my two bare hands and I'll kill ya. I'll kill ya. I'll kill ya. I'll kill ya. So that's that's, <laughs> and she doesn't stop. She brings down the whole urinal. All the all the stalls get smashed. They're in the, they're in the high school girls' room. They smash. She smashes the stalls and then jumps up and almost kills herself at least five times during that. Yep. That's yep. Mary Catherine Gallagher, which is one of my favorite characters ever. A character ever. that to me is uh, three dimensional in every way. Um, mm-hmm. and, 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 and I don't know how the fuck she did it, but in three minute sketches, she created a complete and whole character that I gave yeah. a shit about. That was not only funny, but it was real. Um, I, I, I love Molly Shannon again. Uh, the physical stuff, unbelievable, mm-hmm. completely fearless. Uh, she would do, you know, anything, uh, you know, for a laugh. Um, and then, you know, like I knew a little bit about her background, but having read her book this past year, uh, you know, uh, the whole tragedy that, that oh, befell God. her family yep. and that her yep. father and her father was closeted until he was, you know, uh, and in, you know, didn't, you know, didn't admit that he was gay until he was in his seventies. Yeah. Um, and the, her yeah. life story is unbelievable in her book. Hello, Molly is, I can't recommend it highly enough. Um, you know, uh, you know, Sally O'Malley. it now as you speak. Oh, it's <laughs> click, amazing. Click, click, click. Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, Sally O'Malley, I'm 50 years old. Uh, the, uh, oh, my God. Uh, uh, Sears of Mike Nightshade from the Goth, the Goth, uh, Goth Talk. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. The, uh, the co-host of Dog Show, Miss Colleen, the co-host of Dog oh. Show. Oh, uh, it, I mean, just, I can't even, you know, go on uh, with, with a Terry Rialto, obviously, from Delicious Dish. So mm-hmm. many incredible, the, uh, what was it, uh, 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 Jeannie Darcy or Janine Darcy, the stand-up comedian with Jeannie the mullet. Darcy, don't Jeannie get me Darcy. started. Don't yeah. even get me started. And, and yeah, and like her, you know, <laughs> her impressions were weird and funny. She did a great Courtney Love. Uh, she did uh, Bjork. Uh, she did Angelina Jolie. And obviously mm-hmm. I mentioned her, Ann Miller. Um, uh, she did Carrie Russell. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. And of course, Monica Lewinsky during that, that, that whole period. Uh, Molly Shannon, I don't even, I, it's, I, my love for her is never ending. I love her in movies. I love the fact that she's gone on to become like an incredibly gifted, you know, well-rounded actress who does drama as well yeah. as comedy. Yeah. Um, her, her, uh, her performance in Other People, uh, yeah. is unbelievable. The work that she did on White Lotus and Divorce, all the stuff she does with Mike White is unbelievable. Oh my God, White, uh, the White Lotus moments, She's yeah. incredible. She's just, she's my favorite and uh, and I love her dearly. I love what you said, Nick, about Mary Catherine Gallagher and how you gave a, sh- you give a shit, you gave yeah. a shit about that character. Yeah. And it wasn't, it, it, I think it was fairly recently that we learned um, that she that things she does that Mary Catherine does where she puts her hands and her, her yeah. fingers in her armpits and then she smells it. And, and that, and then we learned recently ish that Molly did that in real life. Mm-hmm. Her, her nervousness before auditioning or performing just was for her really all consuming. And that was one of her little quirks, little things that she did, little rituals that she did. And then that, that evolved into Mary Catherine Gallagher and I and I think that when we we watch her we care about her because because that character comes from Molly's own truth Molly's yeah. own pain yeah. Molly's own life Molly's own authenticity and 
and she is using psychological grounding tools to get herself through a challenging experience. Um, and it's, it's really, really smart and really creative and an excellent way for Molly Shannon, the artist to, to work through her pain and yeah. that, and that she was doing it live on stage in front of millions of people yeah. is, is remarkably, incredibly amazing and authentic. And yep. Yeah. Molly Shannon, what yeah. a gem, what yep. a gem of a performer. Amazing. Oh, all right. Let's, uh, Let's move on uh, to uh, let's let's move on to Kristen Wiig, mm-hmm. um, oh, and uh, here's it. here's a little bit of uh, 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 Judy Grimes from Weekend Update. Is it worth it to purchase travel insurance when you buy your tickets online? I think I would have to say no because only four percent of flights get canceled and not rescheduled immediately. See, that's great. You just did it. Just kidding. It's not four percent. It's eighty percent. Just kidding. It's like two percent. Like no, no, I'm talking about dairy again. Just kidding. I'm not. Just kidding. I'm just kidding. I have an obsession with cows. Just kidding. Cows have an obsession with me. Just kidding. Every time I go by a farm, cows are like we're obsessed with you. Just kidding. They're just like moo. Just kidding. Like get out of here. You stink. Just kidding. And I'm just like you stink. You walk around in your poop all day, and they're like, oh, it's not my choice. Just kidding. I know it's not your choice. That's my choice. Just kidding. It's like I choose healthy choice frozen dinners. Now anti-vegetable. Just kidding. It's American vegetable. It better be. Just kidding. It's Australian vegetable. I don't know. I'm a carrot. Just kidding. I'm not Australian. Just kidding. I am. I was born in Melbourne. Just kidding. I was born in Harrisburg in a huge hospital. Just kidding. I was born in a small wagon. Just kidding. It was an average size. Just normal place to be born. Just kidding. I don't remember anything from that day because I was a newborn. Just kidding. I was an oldborn. Just kidding. I was Jason born. Those movies are based on my life. Just kidding. They're not. Just kidding. They are. Hey, look over there. Just kidding. What I'm talking about is over there. Just kidding. Look down there because no one has in a while. Just kidding. My doctor did this this morning and he said. So that's 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 Judy Grimes. Look down there because no one has. No one has in a while. Uh, Kristen Wiig. uh, Tell me about how much uh, what what you love about Kristen Wiig because I just I think she's amazing. There is there is a. There is a manic energy to her, um, and there's there's a uh, that I think is dangerous. <laughs> yeah, there's a yep. there's a dangerous element to Kristen. When Kristen enters a scene, she has a look in her eye that's like, yeah. "Oh, you think this is what this scene is about? Ha <laughs> ha, no, yeah, that's not what this scene is about." Or, "Oh, you think you have this character figured out? Oh, think again, my friend." <laughs> yeah, and it and it's almost like she has a conspiratorial relationship with the audience <laughs> yeah, and it makes her so dangerous and so fucking fun to watch. Yeah. And, and yeah, again, fearlessness, authenticity. Um, m- most of her characters have a musicality to them. That's really addictive, especially when you're, when you're riffing in that character or any of her characters, if you're explaining it to your friends, it's really easy to slide into the musicality of, of how her characters navigate through the world and how her characters speak and present yeah. and God, oh my God. She's the her, best. Her Sue getting ready for the surprise. Yep. The, yep. It never, I, it's, it's never not funny. It's never, it's not, never funny. not funny. It's ne- never not funny. And, and there's so many, for so many of these women, so many of the bits from their characters have just become a part of the lexicon of my real life. You know, yeah. I, I'm, I'm remembering like, have you looked at yourself? Nor the Nora Dunn psychologist character. Have you looked at yourself? Look at yourself. <laughs> I can't look at you unless you look at yourself. Have you looked at yourself? <laughs> and and if, if I have a friend that's stressed out or panicked or whatever, <laughs> I will go to that. Have you looked at yourself? Yeah. <laughs> Don't yeah. look at me. Look at yourself. Yeah. 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 Kristen is, Kristen is solid gold. I think, I think like 
it, good luck if you can remember the men that were in the cast when she was when she was in the cast. Yeah, no, it's true. <laughs> good and, luck and to I, you, sir. <laughs> and I couldn't have, uh, and I couldn't have been more uh, unbelievably thrilled with the success of Bridesmaids and um, oh my god, and and the fact that she got nominated for an Oscar for it. Um, I yep. just, yeah, I love it. I I, I love yep. Kristen Wiig. Okay. Yep. Uh, all right. Well, well, let's 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 go over to Kate McKinnon, shall we? Oh um, Jesus! <laughs> oh my God! I don't know where to begin. God. All right. Well, this is uh, Colleen Rafferty, who, it, who <laughs> does who does not have a good experience with when she gets when she gets abducted by aliens. It doesn't work out for her. The aliens showed my mind the furnace of all creation, what we would call God. What? <laughs> <laughs> These fancy cats are seeing God. Meanwhile, I'm starting phase two, which is me sitting on a stool while 40 gray aliens take turns gently batting my knockers. Did y'all get the knocker stuff? Uh, no, no knocker stuff, sorry. And did you feel threatened, Miss Rafferty? No, 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 no. They were, uh, they were real respectful about it. They were, they were in a line. And then uh, one by one, they'd step up, slap a knocker, and then go to the end of the line, wait for another turn. It didn't hurt. It was like, I'm sorry, pardon me, Sharon. Kind of like that. <laughs> no harm, no foul. Kind of hurts. It hurts. Um, perhaps they were collecting biological data? <laughs> no, that felt super off the books. Okay, so... so. <laughs> And that, of course, is the the first time they did that, uh, and that was when Ryan Gosling could not hold his shit together. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Kate McKinnon uh, is one of my favorite uh, ever. Uh, uh, the character work she does is incredible. Uh, the quirkiness she has, um, the fact that she was uh, also proudly out, um, yep, and 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 would not, and again, that would not you know, stop her from playing other characters that were straight. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, she, she just, I mean, the stuff she did was so original and so crazy from the very first, the first time I saw her, it was the first time that she was on was when Sophia Ver- Vergara was the host and she played. Um, Penelope oh, Cruz. Yeah. Penelope Cruz on yeah. the, in, in the shampoo commercial. Uh, yeah. And yeah. that was the first, and I was, and I was like, who the, oh my God, this woman is unbelievable. And then she only got better and crazier and more original from there. She's Kate McKinnon yeah. is amazing. Yeah. She's amazing. Yeah. Uh, that, that I vividly remember that can Penelope Cruz, Sophia Vergara yeah. Yeah. <laughs> commercial. And I, and similar to my reaction to Sherry O'Terry doing the, the modern take or the updated take on, on Barbara Walters. I, yeah. I remember thinking, Oh my God. Yeah. Penelope, Cruz, there should be an impression of her. She has a yeah. very, very quirky, specific way of speaking English. Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, um, from my LGBTQ plus uh, non-binary students, they tell me that, and these, these are students that, that yeah. I've worked with through um, in college, in the California State University college system. Um, Kate was a beacon of hope, a beacon of light. Uh, yeah. She planted her rainbow flag proudly. Yep. And and yeah, there was more to her than than her sexuality. Absolutely, there's more to her than her sexuality. And yep. and her the the whoever idea it was to cast women as the sleazy male politicians of Fantastic. the day. 
fantastic. Oh my God. Yeah. Adi Bryant as Ted Cruz. Yep. Oh my yep. God. And, yep. and Kate as Rudy Giuliani. And, and that, you know, it's like an extra layer of emasculation when a woman is portraying you yep. on television. Um, and they knew it too, which was, made it like, Oh, extra yep. magical. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Kate, Kate is, and I, you know, similar to, to Cecily's, some of her, um, desk pieces on update and, and some of, some of, um, like the, the Hillary Clinton loss from the 2016 election yeah. and yeah. first that cold open, um, Kate, both Kate and Cecily, those, those are the performers that make me cry because they are being so authentic because they yeah. are just putting their heart right out there and they're trusting that we will go with them. We will follow yeah. them to the ends of the earth. And they have figured out really quickly that, and this is the thing I'm encouraging with all of my students, vulnerability equals strength. Vulnerability equals a superpower. Yeah. So you better, you better own it right away. Your willingness to be vulnerable. And mm -hmm. I think Kate has that forwards and backwards. Yeah. Agreed. And and when she when she's like uh, when she plays a nerdy teenage boy, right, giving sex advice, like oh, right. yeah, that's great. Oh my she's, god, she's 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 amazing. She's amazing. Okay, uh, Jan Hooks. Let's. Uh, this oh, is. A, I'm gonna play a quick clip Jesus. from. She was un incredible. Um, and uh, so many levels. I'm gonna play a quick clip here from one of my favorite SNL sketches of all time. Seriously, oh god, so of all time. Here we go. Mm -hmm. Oh, man. His top just makes me crazy. Shoot. Look at him sitting on that stool like he's doing it a favor. <laughs> well, you know what? He can just sit there forever as far as I'm concerned. I just don't care. However, my job description requires me to go down and find out exactly what he wants. <laughs> Help you? you have coffee? Is that a cup? You think you can fill it? Think you can handle it? I can handle a menu. <laughs> First look is free. I never paid for looking yet. <laughs> watch it, cowboy. I've been watching it since you walked over here. Yeah, I couldn't help. <laughs> couldn't help notice what you were looking at, too. I'm not looking at anything that ain't showing. You better keep your eyes on what you're watching instead of what you think is what's showing. Because we got rules here, Mr. Rose! I'm going to be right back. I'll be here. Okay. All right. Good then. Fine. <laughs> I, uh, that sketch, it's, oh a, it's, a, it's, a di it's a diner sketch, and mm -hmm. um, she's a waitress, and, um, and, and Kevin uh, Nealon and Phil Hartman are two doofuses sitting at the, uh, at the, at the counter, and then mm -hmm. Alec Baldwin comes in, and he's a cowboy with a hat, sunglasses, mysterious, sexy guy. And yeah. It, I, the, 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 that, that sketch is so beautifully written and so beautifully performed and it takes mm -hmm. you to like this other world that seems so authentic and it's also kind of like a pulpy satire of a dark noir kind of soap opera. Uh, yeah. It works on so many levels totally. and they're, they're both unbelievable and everybody is unbelievable in that sketch. But yeah. between the two of them, that timing and the, the, the rattling off of the dialogue... I fucking love that sketch, and it's one of my favorite uh, one-off characters that she did. So yeah, I I I love that sketch. I it's so cool to hear it again, like now after having not seen it for years, 
and the rat tat tat that they have yeah. Yeah. with their dialogue. I mean, yeah. you know, we always we always knew that um, Alec Baldwin was hyper prepared for every performance that he Absolutely. had, and, and to yeah. and to see both of them go go back and forth like that, it, it it's like a scene from a play or a scene from a, a pulpy western. It's yep. And 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 I bet you could with a little with a little help from Mr. Google, I bet you could find out who wrote the damn thing and what yeah. inspired the sketch. Yeah. And and you know there there were there've been a handful of those twelve fifty sketches that are set in a bar where Keenan is the right. beleaguered bartender <laughs> right. and, and right. it's right. usually Kate McKinnon and the host yeah. having right. like that kind of a hey yeah. Da, 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 da. And then, and then, and then you realize, Oh God, this is this, Oh, this, uh, gross, 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 gross. And, yeah. and so there, there have been, I think many attempts at, at capturing that kind of just, uh, a character piece, just a character's piece yeah. or a style scene, you know, and they certainly do it with when they do anything that's, um, that's film noir, which they did recently with, um, Aubrey Plaza doing film noir, which was fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah, Jan horrible stage fright. She had she had such horrible stage fright that she um, after dress rehearsal she would beg people to cut sketches that featured her. She was more yeah. than happy to have to have stuff cut and mm-hmm. and we lost her again. We lost her too soon. I want her to be here yeah. and I and I and I want to time travel and sh- take her by the shoulders and say, "You you are a star. Yeah, you." you um, you can have a, a huge life based on your talent and you know, of course how she, how she lived her life and what she did with her choices are absolutely none of my fucking beeswax, but, right. but boy, the, the shoulda, woulda, coulda, when you, when you see someone like Jan at, at her, in her, at her, at her prime when she was on SNL. Yeah. And I read that a, re- a recent, uh, a quote from Tina Fey, which I think was just from Wikipedia. Tina said, Tina was, always angry that Jan didn't have a bigger career post SNL the way that the, the boys group, the boys team kind of boys club rather kind of did. Um, and you know, the, the world of entertainment is not fair, believe it or not. Um, when I was in high school and I just wanted to be Jan Hooks and she and that's what um immediately bonded Jenny Kirkland and I uh we met at the Second City Conservatory and Jenny Kirkland who became my 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 co-writer my cohort my my bestest buddy at the factory and it was our mutual love and devotion and obsession with Jan Hooks that that drew Jenny and I together Mm -hmm. very quickly yeah, and you could see that in the work that you guys did together. Uh, Aww, you know, it was, it was, it was, it, it was, it was evident. Um, and it was fun. It was, by the way, it was, a, it was so much fun to be in Beaver Hunt with you guys. That was just ridiculous. Oh, <laughs> god damn it! That's ridiculous. God damn it! <laughs> so much that fun. Was so funny. Um, that big, sh- that big shootout at the end. Fantastic. Yeah, it was a lot. I of was fun. explaining it to my husband. It was a big slow motion shootout to Carmina Burana. <laughs> Right, right. <laughs> because of course it was. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, no, Jan Hooks, uh, incredible. Uh, okay, yeah. let's uh, move on to. Uh, well, let's uh, let's talk uh, Tina Fey. Yeah, at a rally in North Carolina this week, you said that you'd like to visit the quote pro-America parts of the country. Are there parts of the country that you consider un-American? Oh, you know that was just my lame attempt at a joke, but. Um... <laughs> Yes, New York, New Jersey, Massachusetts, Connecticut, Delaware, California. 
that. <laughs> then also, too, you have states like Ohio and Pennsylvania and Florida, which could be real, real anti-American or real, real pro-American. It's up to them. <laughs> and now I'd like to entertain everybody with some fancy pageant walking. <laughs> so, uh, Tina Fey. Now, the thing about Tina Fey is um, not... That I love about Tina Fey. And I know that there's a connection that Tina Fey auditioned for the factory. Uh, and I know that everybody, oh, yeah. everybody in Chicago at some point has, you know, had a, a, a connection of some sort uh, or an interaction with Tina Fey. And I'm one of those Bro, people as well. Bro, I, I can tell you what she auditioned with. I oh. remember. But go ahead. But go ahead. <laughs> no, but real, before we get to that, we'll get to that. The thing about yeah, Tina yeah. Fey is that it, she was never really one of the quintessential sort of classic character-driven cast members. She was fucking mm -hmm. head writer, uh, yep. most importantly, and she fucking First ran the show. First female head writer yeah. in the history of the show. Without question. And and the, the time that she spent as head writer was some of the strongest shit that they've written on that show. Oh, yeah. She was also amazing on Update. So her job was to fucking run the thing. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So she was head writer, uh, answered only to Lorne, um, and was uh, the anchor beautifully uh, for Weekend Update, not only with Jimmy Fallon, but mm -hmm. also with Amy Poehler. Mm -hmm. And they were magnificent, and she did, she did great. Now, you know, the impressions that she did, she kind of looked like Sarah Palin, so they brought her back for 2008 after she had left yeah. already and had all the success with 30 Rock. And she did a great yeah. job with that. And she did, you know, she would pop, pop up here and there into, in sketches, but her strength was being a fucking great writer, knowing what was funny and, and getting it on the show, and also being yeah. amazing... Uh, on update, so that was that was that was the thing. Now, now, so now you have to tell me what she auditioned with at the factory. Oh my God, she we we had an open audition. Um, we were just looking for new bodies, looking for you know fresh people, and she came in. She introduced herself, um, and and she this was you know she wasn't yet in a second city company. Yeah. Um, she was just a gal in Chicago in, in a part of the improv scene. And um, she came into the theater at 1257 West Loyola, half block west of the Loyola L stop. <laughs> and, <laughs> and she introduced herself and she announced that she would be performing a monologue from a Danielle Steele novel. <laughs> so she memorized a passage, like two pages from a Danielle Steele novel. And she delivered it like she was in a in a high school um, speech team uh, uh, audition, right? Yeah. So she stood like she was in choir. She had her hands clasped in front of her, and her and she and she put her chin up. <laughs> yeah. And then and we were dying. And then she got done, and she said, "And now for my contrasting piece." <laughs> <laughs> because everybody wants you to do two contrasting monologues right, one that's right. humorous and one that's dramatic and then she in her contrasting monologue was i think from a different danielle Steele novel right and wow, we wow. were we were hysterical we she killed she she is a pro from dover and we had nothing for her and Sh and Sean and I, Sean Abley, co-founder of Factory Theater, my my dearest friend in the world, and Sean and I have talked about it all the time. We had nothing for her. We were looking for pe like you know people to get, hold a shield and carry a spear. Like we didn't we didn't have anything for her. We didn't even think 
well, we don't have something for her now, but what if we have something for her in eight weeks? You know? Yeah, right. <laughs> we right. weren't, we weren't, we just weren't in that mindset because we were all very much uh, writing our own stuff, of course. And, right. and we didn't even think like, well, let's bring in another, another person who also is a strong writer, who is not a part of a uh, part of our organically, a part of our ensemble. Um, and I think that, the work that she did as head writer is significant. I was, I was telling my husband when I was going over my list with him and I said, you know, if Tina, if Tina wasn't the head writer, we wouldn't have had mom jeans, yep. the commercial. We wouldn't have had, um, annual, the, the period, the pills, the, 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 the birth control pill that you take to have one period a year. Right. And on that one day, look yeah. out. Right. And also, and also, and, and, and I love the fact that she wrote one of the dumbest sketches of all time, uh, Colonel Lingus, um, oh, yeah. Yeah. which it, yeah. that's all her. Uh, and, yeah. uh, and, and, and I love that. Like she's, you know, got this reputation for being brilliant and writes very smart comedy and, uh, from a, and, and a lot of it from a female point of view. And then she wrote this really stupid sketch about how Colonel Angus sounds a lot like Colonel Lingus. And that's the yep. whole sketch. And I yep. love that. I love that she did that kind of shit too. And that's what yep. made her, you know, that's what makes her so great, you know? Yep. Because, because <laughs> she has, she has a, a sense of humor and she, you know, like she has, she has a, all of these, all of these powerhouses we're discussing. They also, they crack each other up when they're off stage. Yeah. You know, they, they have, yeah. they have their silly moments and they're, and they're allowed like, like the fact that Tina can, can, can single-handedly take out a, a potential vice presidential candidate, take her out at the knees and make sure that we all know that that woman is a dangerous cartoon of a human being. Yeah. And Conalingus, like, right. Like that's, no, exactly. that's such a good, it's such yep. a good example of, of these women are multifaceted. These women can break your heart and make you cry and make you think, and they can undermine the patriarchy and they can make you laugh your ass off at something really, really weird and stupid, like right. ego trying to cut a, a well, steak. A, yeah. a well, or, an overcooked, well done steak. Yeah. While the yeah, or or Cecily, you know, like uh, doing Goober the clown and then you know spilling spilling wine all over Colin. You know what I mean? Oh all over Jost. I mean that that kind of shit. Yeah. Like the, and that's yeah. the, that's that's what we're talking about. Okay, let's let's yeah. move on to uh, Lorraine Newman. Now, here's the thing that pissed oh. me off. Um, uh, Lorraine Newman and Jane Curtin, I, I were very difficult to find clips of. Uh -huh. Um, and so, uh, uh, you know, like Gilda was kind of all over the place, but the other two women, um, it, like the scenes, they weren't very easy to find. I didn't go to Peacock. Yep. I could have gone to Peacock, but I didn't go to Peacock to go back that, but like, there aren't a lot. So I went straight to Lorraine Newman's screen test. This is from, um, wow, I love th it. This is her sitting in front of a green screen auditioning uh -huh. for SNL and she's doing, oh my God. This is her doing Sherry, the uh, the Valley Girl uh, yep. character. Hi, my name is Sherry, and I was made to fly. God, it's so bitchin'. <laughs> you know, like when I was first thinking about becoming a stewardess, all my friends were really bugging me. You know, they're coming up to me and saying things like, well, guys, Sherry, why do you want to be a stewardess, you know? And, like, I had to sit down with myself and get super reflective and ask myself, well, Guy Sherry, why do you want to be a stewardess, you know? And I really realize that it's because I love people. <laughs> I really do. I love to serve them and, you know, help them try to fall asleep sitting up, you know? And, like, <laughs> 
Well, the real reason is that I really had to get out of the valley. I'm not kidding, man. It was really getting hairy. I mean, like my boyfriend Brad and I were just really falling apart. You know, we had this really nice relationship. We were going to get married and everything. And, well, like he installed uh, stereo systems and customized fans, you know. And all he ever talked about was woofers and tweeters and push-pull rods, man. And it was really boring. It really grossed me out royal. And, like, my relationship with his parents wasn't too cool either, you know, because, like, I wasn't Jewish, you know. And, like, for one of their holidays, I made a peach cobbler. And I overheard them say, well, look, the and made the, us a Presbyterian pie. And it really pissed me off, you know? So, so that's, oh. that, and that made it to air. That did make it to air. That character did uh -huh. make it to air. But uh -huh. that was from, that's from her, her actual audition. Um, that is so cool. That is brilliant. Um, and I, I, I love Lorraine Newman. Uh, you know, uh, again, the, the, the trio of women that, that were on that first season uh, were, they were three different types of performers. Yeah. Um, they had different strengths. Um, and they, and yet they were all great and they will, there, there will never be those three women are the most important cast members in the history of mm -hmm. the show. Um, mm -hmm. and so, and, and they were different and lovely and funny in completely different ways. Their styles, yeah. all three of them were different and they complimented the shit out of each other. Yeah. And I love the fact that they did that goddamn, uh, Chevy Chase song. Um, uh-huh. Um, and they clearly <laughs> fucking did it as a joke and they hated, uh, Chevy yeah. But it was done Who in didn't it, hate it, Chevy. yeah exa exactly. <laughs> but it was done in such this sarcastic assholeish way that mm -hmm. like even people who didn't know the backstory like what a dick Chevy Chase was, especially yeah. to the women um, yeah. of the cast, uh, they could think oh it's just a sweet little tribute to Chevy when then, in fact it wasn't. <laughs> mm -hmm. so, but yeah, those, those those three women amazing and and uh, and Lorraine Newman incredible stuff. What I love about Lorraine is. She, to me, to my childlike sensibilities, she was an alien. And it's funny because then she's Connie, the conehead. Yep. Yep. But um, there, I, I just, there was something about her and it was, and, and I was thinking, you know, of course I'm thinking over all my, my choices on my list. Like, what is the thing about this one? And what is the thing about, about her? And, and Lorraine is, is there's an otherworldliness to her. There, there's an, she has an, uh, an, an alien innocence quality to her and, you know, it's, it's it's really not until listening to her do her Valley Girl character that it dawns on me. Oh, my God. Lorraine embodied Southern California and the Valley. And Jane was like Massachusetts and yeah. New York trained. And then Gilda is Detroit, earthy, gutsy Midwesterner. So so they're they're representing three different different geographical yeah. regions of the yeah. United States, yeah. which which informs their character choices. Um, and that's just uh, masterful, again, on the part of whoever put the, you know, I, I know it, was, it wasn't just Lauren. I know there were people on the team. Um, but, but yeah, Lorraine and her otherworldliness. And there, there is a, there's a Devo series of videos. And Lorraine and another guy who's probably a fellow groundling they provide the bumpers to this collection of of Devo music videos, mm -hmm. and Lorraine plays that character. Oh no, kidding! Really? Yeah, and it and it was <laughs> and it was it was shot. Um, probably, I think it may have been shot pre uh, 
pre or concurrently with Saturday Night Live. Mm. And, wow. and she's that character and they're introducing each video and she's talking about how she really, really loves Devo and really, really loves what they're all about. Yeah. Um, and yeah, Lorraine. And it's, it's funny because like that character, like that audition that she went on was in early, you know, like 75. And, you know, mm-hmm. the, the whole Valley Girl thing didn't kick in until the 80s. Like that whole. Yeah. So she was like she was like 10 years ahead of the curve. On yeah. That. Yeah. Um, so well, let's let's talk about Jane Curtin. Let me play a little Jane Curtin. Um, yes. And this again, I couldn't find anything except for this. And, and you'll be real thrilled to, 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 to see the clip that was the one that I had to find uh, mm. that I that I had to find. Listen to this. Oh, weekend update with Jane Curtin. Before I begin my regular news broadcast tonight, I would like to read you a letter. Dear Jane Curtin, I certainly miss Chevy. He is real sexy. You can't hold a candle to him. Would you please send me his photograph? Yours sincerely, Margie Kaufman. I've been getting letters about news update lately with phrases like going downhill, not what it used to be, and just plain boring. Mostly the letters are about how update isn't as good as when that sexy Chevy Chase did it. The network says the ratings are slipping and they're putting a lot of pressure on Lorne to try somebody new. Like that new kid, Murray, or whatever his name is. You see, I just assumed that it was responsible journalism you wanted, not sex. I gave you more credit than that. But I was wrong. What can I say besides, try these on for size, Connie Chung. <laughs> if it's raw girls you want, it's raw girls you So what she does there is she tears her blouse open uh, and yeah. exposes her, her bra. And, uh, and that, except for, you know what the only other clip that I could really find, like, uh, uh, elsewhere? Besides, like, uh, like some Conehead stuff was available, mm-hmm. which really doesn't... Uh, you know, showcase her that much. She's mm-hmm. just part of the ensemble in it. Uh, was the was the was the one was the one where um, Gilda hires the S and M. She plays the S and M woman to clean up the kitchen. Um, yeah, and that's, the, and that's a very that's a, a visual one more than anything else. So I couldn't yeah, really yeah, yeah. Play, yeah. have that one played. So this one here, which is basically about her like having to rip her blouse open. Uh, <laughs> to satisfy like, the viewers. To satisfy the viewers yeah. was also the only one that was available really to watch online and i i found yeah. that to be you know sort of in you know like ridiculous in, in a, thank in you a for lot. not playing the dan Aykroyd line in point counterpoint which oh no 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 i wouldn't do, I mean, say the line <laughs> yeah no 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 of course not i mean that's you know no i wouldn't do i would yeah. never do that no yeah. and i you know um i wanted to find some of the other characters she did so many really cool characters and none of that shit is oh. available easily on youtube or online and again, I, you know, uh, I didn't go to Peacock and search through the, yeah. the entire episodes, which I could have. But, you know, to find Jane Curtin, some really great stuff that showcases the great work that she did, it's very difficult to find yeah. online easily. I love, um, I love uh, Lisa Lutner and Todd getting ready yeah. for the prom. Yeah. Because then, we, then yeah. we get Buck Henry is, is Todd's father, and then we get Mrs. Lutner yep. and those two trying to, like, talk hip with the teens. And, yep. But that... Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Jane, solid, 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 solid gold. That yep. one, and so much integrity. And 
she was she was the only member of the cast that was that was genuinely taking the performances seriously right you memorize your lines you know you're blocking you arrive early you're on time like you do the work and i had i've read quotes from both eric idol and al franken saying like jane was jane was all about doing the work yeah and unfortunately unfortunately um because it's because it, the world isn't fair women women cultivate a reputation for being ball busters or emasculators right. or right. or not fun because they take their comedy very seriously and and so you know speaking as someone who who survived the the improv sketch scene of the late 80s and early 90s that's horribly unfair yeah it's horribly unfair because yeah. because what works is what she's doing on stage and also she had she had the respect of she had the respect of a lot of people backstage she had mm -hmm. the respect of all the hosts she she was so solid such a solid performer such depth to her characters and then and then she she goes on to Kate Nally, a hugely successful sitcom yep. and she won back-to-back -back Emmys for lead actress in a comedy yeah, yeah. so and then she yep. and then and she third goes rock. Into, third then rock. she does third yeah. rock yeah 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 no, yeah, she's great. So, she's yep. Yeah, it's great love, to talk about those two. Oh, by the way, I, I do want to mention we we uh, we didn't mention when we were talking about Lorraine Newman. We didn't mention her goddamn daughter, uh, Hannah oh Einbinder. Oh Hannah Einbinder, God. who is so goddamn good and so yeah. funny and such a good writer and terrific on Hacks and and uh, and and you know won Emmys. She's brilliant. And, and she's brilliant. She's great. I yeah. wanted to mention her. Okay, thank you. Uh, that, that, was right. float, that was also floating in my head when we were talking about <laughs> Lorraine. Her daughter. Um, her daughter. Her daughter, who fucking rules. Um, yep. All right. Amy Poehler, uh, here, this is, I think, I, I think this is, this is my favorite character that Amy Poehler played, and she played a lot of great characters, but I think this is my favorite. Yeah, right, that's true, because sometimes, you know, I, I feel like I'm almost 11, and I'm like, hello, is anybody down there? <laughs> is anything down there, Rick? Rick, Rick, Rick! Kaylin, I told you, call your mom when you have questions like that. Oh, look, Rick, I'm in an old person parade. Da, 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 Okay, all right. All right, I guess you can get your ears pierced. Thanks, Rick! Rick! <laughs> Thanks, Rick! Rick! Okay, so that's... that's <sighs> That's Caitlin, oh, uh, and I and I and I also I love that's another sketch that to me that's another character that to me that comes to life like full life. I also it's mm -hmm. one of my favorite things that Horatio Sand has has Sands has ever done on the show. I will um, tell you this, and I've been saying yeah. this for years. It is the only sketch wherein Horatio does not break. Yeah, <laughs> Horatio. There must be something. There must be something about that character energy that Amy it, is doing when she's Caitlin. It must ground him because yeah. he doesn't fuck around when he does she's not. Caitlin. It is the yeah. only time he does not break. Yeah, it, it, and it's my, it's my, it's probably my favorite thing that that Horatio Sands has ever done uh, on the show. And I don't, I'm not anti Horatio Sands. I know a lot of people yeah. are, and I can understand yeah. that. Well, I can understand people, you know, uh, ragging on him. I can see, sure, that, you sure, know, sure. Um, but I'm, I'm not, I'm not. I think he's fine. I think, in fact, the guy makes me laugh. Um, yeah. But, but I really love him as Rick. He's just like, and he's, mm -hmm. and he's, tr and he's like, he's a good. He seems like a really. Good, he has like barely any dialogue, and it's mostly yep. just calm down, Caitlin, or don't do this, uh -huh. Caitlin. Um, and he's always got like a big gulp and he's just like a, he's got a mullet and he's just sitting there and I love the guy. He's like, the, he's like, 
This, you know, he's like, is he a stepfather? Like, is he the or mom's, mom's mom's new boyfriend? Boy? Yeah, you don't really know, but you like the guy, you know, and yeah, and you yeah. and you like the fact that he clearly like likes her and wants to take care of this kid mm-hmm. who is a maniac. And and mm-hmm. I I don't know that that you know that the, the dynamic between the two of them to me is lovely and really funny. And I think, and as you said, he doesn't he doesn't break in it. He doesn't break um, for Caitlin. and it and it and it really adds to the authenticity of mm-hmm. that of of those sketches. Um, and, it's, and Amy and Poehler, uh... Amy oh, go, Poehler go ahead, go ahead. For, I'm just going to say Amy Poehler for fuck's sake rules I mean she's unbelievable yeah. I've loved yeah. her since the moment she got on the show the, 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 the impressions that she did were amazing like her her fucking Sharon Osbourne is one of my favorite things oh, ever. Oh my Christ! Uh, her Avril Lavigne is unbelievable. Uh-huh. Her Nancy her, Grace. Oh God, damn it! And and oh, and the God. characters that she did, and then of course, obviously, she goes on to Parks and Rec, which after mm-hmm. a shaky uh, after a shaky first season, to me, became better than The Office, and and. <gasps> Uh, and, wow. and, and I, you know, I just, it, Parks and Rec, I thought, okay, God, it's in the shadow of 30 Rock. It's not, right. you know, it's, it's trying to be the office. It's not going to work. And after that first season, when that second season started to kick in and it went on and on, Parks and Rec is one of the greatest sitcoms ever. And she is one of the, she's the main reason why it's so goddamn good. Based on what you just said, I'm going to watch it and start from season two. I've never watched it. Oh my God, Really? Yeah, oh, you have to. It. You have to. I mean, besides just Amy Poehler, the goddamn cast is unbelievable. Oh, yeah. Everybody. Yeah. I mean, Nick Offerman, oh, yeah. for Christ's sake. And then uh, Rob Lowe floats in and saves the day. He's <laughs> unbelievable. Rob Lowe and Chris Pratt when he was all mm-hmm. puffy, when he was all pudgy mm-hmm. and funny, and Aubrey Plaza. Plaza and, yeah. I mean, God damn it, that cast and is... And Adam uh, Scott. Yeah. Adam Scott and uh, uh, Rashida Jones. I mean, Jesus Christ. No, yeah. you got to go back. You got to go back and watch it. I got to go back. It's the, and I can understand like ditching after that first season because it's not very good, but it gets not yeah. only better, it gets amazing. And I love Amy Poehler. I just love her. And again, I, the two of them together, I mean, they're coming, you know, they're touring mm-hmm. again, Tina Fey and yeah, uh, Amy Poehler. I saw that. The tickets go on sale. They're playing I the Chicago that. Theater Chicago Theater here in town two nights in a row. And, and I'm going to And they going. could they could sit and read receipts and the audience would be peeing Absolutely. their pants laughing. They fucking rule. They rule. Yeah. So. Um but. and and I mentioned earlier that when Tina or when Rachel arrived and then later Tina and Amy, and that was, that was for yeah. me the beginning of, Oh, Gen X, Gen X yeah. is here. They are. Yeah. And, and, and that's really like, especially when Amy hops on board, that's really, she's yeah. really such a great embodiment of, I can be hyper feminine. I can be super tough and masculine and have that kind of energy and everything in between. And, and I'm fearless and I don't care what you think about me and I don't care how I look. Yep. And, and I can play glamorous. I can play trashy and again, everything in between and the gutsiness, the, the, the ovary, Ness. Yeah. 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 yeah, <laughs> of, yeah. Of an Amy Poehler. Like, like, yeah, yeah. I just, and, and, I just, and just love her. And, and she, she, um, both her and Tina were in, uh, I started improv. I started studying at Players Workshop and, um, then later the Second City, um, conservatory. I started when I was 18 in 1988. Right. So I was 10 years, 10 years plus younger than everybody in my class the whole time I was going through all of my classes. Mm-hmm. So Amy and Tina, although we are, I think, uh, I think they're both one, just one year younger than me. I'm 53. I think they're both like 51 and 52 or something. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds and, right. And so they were, because I started earlier than they did, 
they um, they're in a different um, um, a different generation yeah. of, of improv than me. So like my husband, when he was studying at IO Chicago, um, Tina was his coach for his Herald team. And he, he would say like, did you, did you ever work with Tina or did you ever know Amy? And I would say, nope, because I had yeah. done that already. Yeah. And now yeah. I was live on stage at the factory theater. <laughs> right. You know, and, and you and I, I'm, I'm, I'm older than you are, but I, I did, uh, you know, I did players and second city in 89. Um, so mm-hmm. it was like 88 and, uh, and, at the, and, and then, uh, be the beginning of 90, uh, is when I did second city. Um, so I'm right around the same time as you. I was, a, I'm I was a, sure, I'm sure that we were in the same building there on no question on about Lincoln. it. And, and, and no I did question. No, no question about it. And also, I mean, I did two kids shows at second city, the Sunday morning kids shows. I did two uh-huh. of those. Uh-huh. And, and then I, I look did, at, that's how, that's how I met Sean. I know. And I look at the mm-hmm. cast photo and I'm like, and there were two people that were in the, in the in, you know, in the shows that you guys were in that were in the shows that I did. And I'm like, <gasps> how the hell did we not cross paths? That's so, crazy. Yeah. It's insane. It's insane. And it wasn't until like maybe two years ago that I learned that you had, um, you, you consider Martin DeMott oh, to be, oh. to be, he is my, a very special person in your life. Oh, he's, my, he's, he's, yeah. Well, he was no. our artistic director out here. He was when he was artistic director at, at he was all he was artistic director for all the Second City um, yeah. training centers and conservatories. And every eight weeks, he would come to LA, um, and greet the students and have a drop-in class. And and my husband and I were dear friends with Martin behind the scenes. And Martin is why my husband and I are married. Is that right? Martin, Mike asked about me and Martin nudged him toward me and said, ask her out. Yeah. He said, his words were, ask her out. She just moved here. She's lonely. <laughs> yeah, I see. Okay, well, we're talking about, Mar- we're talking about Marty DeMatt. Marty DeMatt was um, an incredible uh, uh, teacher, a, a, an incredible person. Um, I, I worked with him at Players. I worked with him at Second City. Uh, and he he is the guy that encouraged me to do this. He was like, you, you, cause I was at first, I'm like, nah, I don't want to continue doing this. Like after mm-hmm. I, after I did players, I wasn't, nah. and I did second city and then I didn't want to continue to do it. Marty was like, he's like, you're fucking good. You do this. You need to do this. And, mm-hmm. and gave me confidence. And not only that, but he also let me crash on his floor a million times. Um, oh my God. That's we beautiful. Would, of course we would go, did. we would go to the bar, the four o'clock bar right next to players on Lincoln by the set, by the seven, uh, mm-hmm. by the seven 11. And I mm-hmm. can't remember the name of the bar, but it was a four o'clock bar. They used to do turtle races there that Chris Farley yep. would host. Yep. Um, and we would get drunk there and then everybody, he would just, Marty would have everybody come back to his house and just sleep on the floor. Um, uh, and he would, prov- he would give us blankets and, you know, and he'd feed us in the morning. And so beyond just being the best teacher I've ever had, one of the best humans I've ever met in my life is, it was Marty DeMatt. And he is my guru. He is like, yep. he, he, spiritually, whenever I think of any kind of good thing I've ever done on stage or any kind of good thing I've ever written, it goes back to Marty. There's no, yep. there's just no question about it. Here's and a lot of these people. Quote. Oh yeah, go ahead, go ahead. You no, know, I was just going to say that, you know, like a lot of these people that we're talking about who, who made their way through Chicago mm-hmm. knew Marty, like everybody did. Yeah, and, uh, absolutely. And, and so a lot of the women uh, that we're talking about had worked with him as well. Yeah, Tina, absolutely. Amy, yeah. very likely. Um, Rachel, definitely, absolutely. Oh, yeah. My favorite quote from Martin, I have one that's on a magnet on my refrigerator that says, you are pure potential. Yep. And my yep. other favorite quote from Martin, and he would, when he would come to the, the um, first day of class at Second City LA, 
and he would introduce himself and he would say, I'm going to tell you something and I want you to write this down. You do not have the right to choose to feel inadequate. Right. And I, I, I know that quote. He oh. said that. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, that's Marty. That's Marty. Yep. He was just, he was in med- He was amazing. Okay. Yep. Last one. Uh, that we have in common here is the incredible Maya Rudolph. Oh, um, my God. Uh, so oh my let God. me just play a little Donatella for us all. Mm-hmm. Target. <laughs> Get this out of here. Get it out! Oh, great. Trick Great. Here you go. I have candy cigarettes for you. <laughs> here's the candy, and here's the cigarettes. My mom told me I'm not supposed to smoke. Well, tell your mom they're Capri lights. Now get out! <laughs> so that's, that's my Rudolph oh playing Donatella Versace, one of the millions of great characters and or impressions that she did. Uh, my Rudolph, of course, the daughter of Minnie Ripperton, and she mm-hmm. also inherited uh, an incredible voice. An incredible uh, singer, yeah. Incredible yeah. singer, incredible performer. Uh, she is now the partner and mother of the children of my favorite <laughs> fucking director on the planet, um, how, Paul Thomas how Anderson. Happy are you? How uh, it just makes happy me, are you? Makes me so happy that they're together. I, you know, I was happy when he was with Fiona Apple. I thought that was pretty cool. Oh but, uh, yeah. You know, uh, and Fiona Apple, by the way, uh, you know that uh, Magnolia is dedicated to her. So that's I think is pretty fucking special. Um, wow. It's dedicated to her and his dad and Ernie. But anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but but my Rudolph. I mean, Jesus Christ, what can you say? Can I can I just really quickly before I let you go on her? Uh, yes, yes. Is, I just want to mention Go. my fa- my favorite <laughs> my favorite character that she plays uh in one of my favorite sketches which also features Dratch is mm-hmm. the um uh is uh the uh a uh, uh, morning uh wake up Wakefield. Mhm. Uh yeah, which yeah. I can't stand that I can't stand it they're so good. Uh <laughs> and 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 she breaks my heart in that in that uh in that sketch. She's in love with Jimmy Jimmy Fallon who's making out with the other girls and uh, and, and then, mm-hmm. you know, and, and Dratch as the, as the kid, as the boy, uh, wake up Wakefield is one of my favorite, uh, sketches, repeated sketches ever. And I love that character that Maya Rudolph plays my favorite Maya Rudolph character. Yep. Yep. So. Uh, what a, oh my God, what a dynamic performer and what an incredible team player. She is, she is so about making sure everybody uh, is successful. In every yeah. sketch, no yeah. matter what she's doing, um, and she's so solid, she's so grounded, she's so prepared. Her yeah, she has perfect pitch, she has a perfect ear, so her impressions are impeccable. Um, I didn't I when she first did Beyonce, I thought I thought to myself, yeah. how did how did wait what there's yeah. a and then. And that was around around the time that Beyonce was doing Cover Girl commercials. Right. And she has this, you know, Beyonce has a specific way of talking, like that's kind of soft right. And, right. and breathy and she punches every other word. And and that just floored me when Maya did her did her Beyonce impression. Um, there's a sketch. It's Bronx Beat. Oh, my God. It's, it's like weather? a cable access <laughs> sweater weather. And yeah. it's it's. Maya and Amy, and th- and it was written. It was written by them and Emily Spivey. Mm-hmm. And I just learned for years. I thought they were 
they were basically doing impressions of the costume ladies at SNL, but they're actually doing Jody, the SNL hairdresser. <laughs> ah, yeah, 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 yeah. And and all the like, <laughs> you know what? Live your life. Who cares? Yeah. So what? Live your life. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh. You know what I hate? You know what I hate? Oh, like all of that. <laughs> and then and then and then Maya's character complains about her husband and is complaining and complaining in the sense. But you know what? I love yeah. him. Yeah. Oh, here we go with the waterworks. Yeah. yeah. I have watched, the first time they did that was when Jake Gyllenhaal hosted. I have watched that sketch 8,000 times. Mm-hmm. And that's a sketch that I absolutely use as a teaching tool. That's a, right. it's, an ex, it's an excellent example of characters based on real people, right? And it's also an excellent example of simple but impossible task. Just right. interview your guest. It's your show. Right. <laughs> and they can't right. even, they, can't like, they get bored of him. They send him away. Then, you know, you know who I miss? That cute guy, where is he? Where did yeah, he go? He's in the bathroom. Back. Get him out of here. Yeah. <laughs> and then and then Amy says, Who does he think he is? The king of England? <laughs> <laughs> and when when the sovereign died, when Elizabeth II died, my first thought was, oh no, now we actually have a king of England. <laughs> the king of England. A king of England. It came, yeah. it came to pass. It did. Yeah, wow. my uh, rock star. She's amazing. So all oh, these women. And that and that and that um What's the name of that movie with John Krasinski? Oh my God! Away we go! Oh away my we go! God, no, away no, we go. yeah, my no. One God. of the greatest, one of the greatest movies ever. That's one of those movies. I've I've talked about this before um, on my other podcast. I was talking about mm-hmm. this with my with my partner Esmeralda. I was yeah. talking about how um uh you know you see that movie, you see a movie like that, and you go, I wish these people were together in real life. Like, yeah. is there so? Because it's like this. One of my favorite movie couples in history are yeah. the characters that they play yeah. in that movie. I love them so much. I love that movie. It's one of my favorite movies, and they're so it's great. Beautiful. It makes me cry at the end. Are we are we fuck ups at the end of the movie? When, when I mean, I love that yeah. movie. So, all right. Well, listen, Amy. It's been unbelievable. Uh, the time has flown Aww. by. And really quickly, let me just mention a, 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 just. I'm going to throw a bunch of names. I just get like uh, that. That also rule. I want to mention Vanessa Bear, Nassim Pedrad. Um, uh, Mary Gross, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Julia Sweeney, Julia Wee Dreyfus, Abby Elliott. Uh, let's see, I love Casey Wilson, Jenny Slate. I know she only did one season, but I loved her. Uh, yeah, Noelle Wells, um, and uh, Michaela Watkins, uh, who I think is tragically under was under was under agreed on that show. Agreed. Um, and uh, so those are just some names that I wanted to throw in there. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna well. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw out AD Bryant, Heidi Gardner, Chloe Feynman, Sarah Sherman. Yeah. Punky. Punky has so Great. come into her own. This, no, this season oh, she is this season, stronger every week. Absolutely. There's this season is amazing. And if, if people yeah. were not familiar with what Sarah Sherman did here in Chicago um, she did the craziest body sort of humor. It's like she's the oh, David. Cron- she's the David. She's the David Cronenberg of comedy. Um, yep. and uh, yeah, Sarah Squirm. And uh, I was amazed that she got hired. And uh, and I love the impact that she's made on the show. Uh, and I currently, agree. the women that are on that show right now, Heidi Gardner is like my. I am in love oh, with her. I know. I know. I'm she's your girl. I know. With her. Um. So, but anyway, God, Amy, it was so great, and I want to have you back. Um, oh, because please! I, 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 I passed the audition. Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> I want to have you back because I want to talk about. Um, I'm going to talk with people who have actually gone to SNL, who have gone to performances, who have gone to the after party mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I and I know mm-hmm. that you have you have stories of that, and I want to talk about. I that. do. So we'll I have do. you back for that, Amy. Uh, such a goddamn joy to hook up with you again and connect and talk um, about these hilarious women. And please, everybody, check out AmySeelyCreative.com. AmySeelyCreative.com. 
Um, and uh, and uh, hopefully we'll uh, we'll uh, we'll talk again soon, Amy. I hope so. And I want everybody listening to know that you are you yourself are a fucking solid rock star sketch performer. And it was such an honor for me to perform live on stage with you to audiences that were screaming, laughing, howling, peeing their pants. Oh. And and thank you for always supporting me at the factory in, in all the years that have gone by. And thank you for for being such a solid rock star when we were together at the factory. Yeah, and, yeah and, I mean. And your laugh, your laugh, your laugh means still means the world to me it oh. makes my heart just expand and when i would, would be on stage and i could hear your laugh either backstage when you should have been quiet right or out right. in the house like your your gigantic huge laugh and it's not it's not a laugh it is a laugh that is earned it is never ever a yeah. pity laugh well, and I, I just i appreciate you so much and i'm so honored to be a part of a part of your SNL geekdom podcast experience. Well, and and I, yes, I want to come back. God yes, damn it. absolutely. And thank you for all the kind things that you just said. And I, and right back at You're you. Welcome. I love, I loved being directed by you. I loved directing Aww. you. I loved Aww. acting with you. Um, you know, like the stuff that we did in like nuclear family, uh, oh, to me, yeah. the stuff that we did on stage together in that, uh, I, you know, you were Adrian Barbeau. I was, uh, Kurt Russell in escape from the mm-hmm. North pole. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, uh, I was, I loved being directed by you. I mentioned beaver hunt a little bit earlier. One of my favorite, uh, shows that I've ever done. Uh, uh, just, it was great. And I, and you know, like you guys brought me into the factory and, and then, you know, it was my home for a long time and I was lucky enough to be AD for a few years, you know, and, yeah. and, and yeah. put up some, put up some shows that I'm very, very proud that I wrote and directed and appeared in. And, uh, and I wouldn't have been able to do it without you and, and Sean and, 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 the, and the people who started it welcoming me. So it was a big deal. So Thanks no for being a part it. of our family. And, no, um, and, my pleasure. And you more, than, you more than delivered when we said, yeah, let's, let's bring Nick in. Yeah, he can yeah. do this. Well, I appreciate <laughs> Thank you. that. Okay, <laughs> Amy. Out of Amy. Park. <laughs> Thanks, man. I appreciate that. All right, Amy, check out <laughs> amyseelycreative.com. Amy, I will, uh, I will talk to you soon, and we'll get you back on in, uh, in a few episodes to talk about your experience going to SNL, okay? Yes, please. Okay. All right. See you later, Amy. Okay. Bye. Bye. There you go. That's Amy Seeley. Uh, she's the best. Well, this has just oh. been a delight having Amy uh, uh, talking about uh, the best female cast members of all time. What a fantastic delight this has been. And I want to thank Amy for being a part of this really cool episode. And I want to thank you for listening and subscribing. Please spread the word. If you're an SNL fan, tell other people to listen to this podcast and subscribe. And to subscribe to my other podcast here at Radio Misfits. Uh, dot com and that is the Nick D podcast um, and uh, we've just celebrated a, a, over a year of doing that podcast and uh, so spread the word and there are other great podcasts that are entertaining and informative that you should definitely check out at radiomisfits.com rate and review us on every platform my thanks to Ed at Radio Misfits my thanks to everybody uh, for listening hey listen if you want to leave a voicemail with your thoughts on what we should cover what I should cover on this SNL podcast love to hear from you 773-417-6948 for any SNL suggestions or uh, comments if you want to drop me an email you can do that anytime nickdpodcast at gmail.com that uh that email address is for uh, here and for my other podcast, the Nick D Podcast. So any SNL suggestions that you have, call us at the voicemail or drop us an email. And uh, my thanks to everybody for listening. And my thanks to Jason Skaggs. He's the guy responsible for the great opening theme and the great closing theme of this SNL podcast. And my thanks to you for listening to That Show Hasn't Been Funny in Years, an SNL podcast. Join us next time for a brand new episode. And we'll talk to you soon.
Good night and have a pleasant tomorrow.